three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I'm Miles, the You Betcha guy, here with Ryan, the t shirt guy. Episode 70 here. We got not only a bush latte in front of us, we made up some grasshoppers. Feels a little bit like happy hour. We're going to talk the three worst summer activities. So let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my bush. Oh my God, that's cold. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello, and welcome back to episode 70 of the You Bet You Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy, and I am enjoying, Miles, what I think I can say is my first ever grasshopper. I think I'm in the same boat as Tyler right now. You've never had a grasshopper. I don't think so. Um, but if you've had a shamrock shake at McDonald's like I have, uh, you can kind of say they're they're very similar in taste. But before but, we... But they got that little extra little bit of that kick. makes you feel a little bit better. Makes you feel a little more happy, makes you a little more talkative. Um, Before uh, we dive deep kind of into my review, Tyler's review, first grasshoppers, and then the top three worst summer activities, the merch is open. Merch is open right now uh, for the next, uh, I want to say, week and a half. Um, Unfortunately, the deadline to order, um, to get your order by Father's Day is over, but all of our stuff is still available at ouyoubetcha.com. We got a lot of new stuff uh, We've been we've been bringing the heat in the merch game. We've been releasing. Uh, we got golf polos. We have uh, the new aprons, the new click click aprons. Uh, we have some new shirt designs in the stock. So you're gonna want to go check that out uh, because we also have the cornhole bags on the site, the latte cornhole bags. It's been a good seller for us. Um, obviously, a, a very uh, popular Midwest activity um, that we like to do in the summer. So Miles, the grasshoppers. How many of these have you actually had um, in your life? And is it just a summer specific type of drink for you? So here's uh, in our family. They're very, very popular around Christmas time. Okay. Um, especially on my dad's side of the family. They'll get together for, we'll get together for Christmas after dinner, break out the uh, old blender and start mixing up grasshoppers and everyone gets one. Um, <clears throat> my father loves them i love them as well okay and so you know two three four or five times a summer we'll we'll make those instead of maybe like uh instead of doing like a pina colada we'll do a grasshopper sure type of switch up in the margaritaville machine <laughs> you know the machine that every midwestern uh dad has that gets gets for a gift at some point in their life yeah what what is a margaritaville machine compared to a blender so a margaritaville machine is a blender that you put the ice in the top and it automatically feeds the ice in oh, okay. into yeah, it. I got you. On the top to kind of basically facilitate how much ice you're going to want in it. Okay. Yeah. So typically what we do in the summer is um, out at the lake, we have, uh, you know, if you go to a gas station, you got the, the big slushy machines that yep, it, it like yep. spins it around the whole time. You got the lever and whatever. We, we actually have two of those out at the lake. So like once a summer we'll 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 whip up like an an orange dream sickle oh, yeah. or like mm-hmm. a uh uh what's like the chocolate coffee one that people make the mudslide okay the yep. mudslide but um god we might have to get the grasshopper in rotation yeah, this summer yeah they're a, so so I didn't know this before I didn't know that Ryan or Tyler had never had a uh, grasshopper before this Tyler mixed these up yeah. We probably shouldn't have had the guy that's <laughs> never had a grasshopper make the grasshoppers, but that's what we did. Um, uh, you guys share what you think first, and then I'll share what I think of Tyler's grasshopper. Well, I I don't like mint stuff. because Hold on. Before we do that, for those of you who don't know what a grasshopper is, there's probably half of you don't. Mm-hmm. Tyler, tell them all the ingredients to it. So there's creme de mint, creme de cocoa, Ice cream and ice. Simple. Yes. And Simple. All blended together. No vodka, no nothing. Nope. Okay. Just, just those Well, there's two. booze in the... Right. Yeah. Right. 
So and I don't like mint stuff. Like you mentioned shamrock shakes. Don't like them. I just think mint tastes like toothpaste, and that's not what I'm trying to, to consume. So I Miles mentioned I put a little too much chocolate in there. I think I like it. Yeah. Because I put too much I chocolate. I like it to in be there. a little more creamy as well. Oh, I'll get into that. So that's the ingredients. If you've never had one, we recommend trying it out. It's a great uh, dessert mm-hmm. drink, after dinner drink. Um I think our boy Charlie Barron's said on one of his videos that it originated at like supper clubs back in the day. Okay. They would have them as after dinner drinks. Another common one is called the pink squirrel, which is, from what I understand, just a strawberry kind of version of this. Okay. Um, but, Tyler, what do you think? You- I, I do like it. Yep. I'm not a thick drink guy either. So this is, on paper, I shouldn't like it, but I do. It tastes pretty good. There would, we go. would you make this again, and would you follow the same recipe you did today? I would make it again. I would keep the same mint to chocolate ratio that I made, but I would one add to one. A, yeah, I okay. would add a little more ice cream. Well, just vanilla ice cream is it? Yep, is what just it is? plain okay. vanilla. Okay, Ryan, what do you think? I, I like it a lot. I was thinking there was going to be a little vodka in there because sometimes you'll 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 put like the uh, the liqueur in there mm-hmm. and then add a little bit of vodka, kind of like a, a a bulldog. Okay. Um. But you got me on that one. I didn't know that there was not vodka. Um, well, what, what's nice about this is the alcohol percentage in this is very low, so there it's not it's nothing that's gonna tip you over or anything like that. It's just a nice little sweet treat um, with a little bit of booze in it. I feel like I kind of want to get tipped over on something. Like this <laughs> I because, knew that was coming <laughs> because uh, Tyler, you made a good point earlier that if you're gonna drink something uh, like the grasshopper that that kind of fills you up. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to reap those benefits of like also getting a good buzz from that because that's going to prohibit me from having a couple beers. It's very clear that Ryan's version of a grasshopper is going to include a lot more booze, probably (laughs) uh, booze, probably vodka, you know, well, but here's a counter to that. Ryan Miles says they have them on Christmas. Yep. This low booze count for a dessert is a nice way to ease yourself into the post Christmas meal nap time without waking up with a hangover. It's true. Just a little bit to put you to sleep. Yep. Full belly. Oh, man. Great St. Paddy's Day drink, too. Yeah. Um, Very versatile drink. Christmas, St. Paddy's Day. Happy summertime. hour. Happy hour. Refreshing for the summer. So this is a good pick. I, I'm a fan. I also like the Shamrock Shakes from McDonald's. So maybe next time I get a Shamrock Shake... I'll uh, I'll just have like a couple shooters of uh, creme de la creme, whatever. <laughs> creme whatever de la creme. Close enough. Okay. Yep. Uh, and uh, toss them in there. And uh, well, you can't do that. I'll be in the passenger seat, obviously. But um, so yeah, I'm a fan. All right. My critique of this, Tyler, of your first time ever making it, it's a little bit runny. I'd like it to be a little thicker, a little uh, a little higher viscosity. I like my ranch low viscosity. I like my my grasshoppers a little bit higher viscosity. Um, a, a little more ice cream, a little more ice, and I think, and a little less of the chocolate flavor. I think. So the mint, the, was, mint was right on, but mint the other was right ingredients. on. I would like a little more ice cream, a little more ice, a little less of the chocolate. And I th- and and otherwise, you nailed it right on the head. Perfect. <laughs> How do you get uh, one okay, out of so, four? Okay. How do you get less of the uh, the crunchy little ice shavings in there? More um, ice cream? Probably more ice cream. It, what's weird? It's what what I think you think is weird is it's like pretty much liquid with just ice floating in there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think with more ice and more ice cream, that probably would help that situation. Is the Margaritaville machine better at crushing ice than a basic blender? Probably. Oh, Tyler, we used a Ninja. That baby should crush ice like no other. Well, I don't have a, I have a blender, but it's a magic bullet. Well, so we use it for food all the time. Like Lakin said, you got to get married so you can get, you can get a blender on the, uh, the old registry. That's the only thing making me tempted right now. The blenders. Wait, you're getting Pull married? Pull the trigger, baby. No. Pull the trigger. No. This just in, Tyler, the camera <laughs> guy is getting married. That's well, what Ryan just said, this, right? Uh, this took a turn from me flopping on ingredients to now I'm married. <laughs> no, maybe uh, maybe in 10 episodes we'll let you try again. Tyler will have okay. grasshoppers. and uh, Every 10th episode. Yeah. Or we could try a pink squirrel. I've actually never had a pink squirrel. Yeah. The pink squirrel, I think, should be next on the docket. So, yeah. So if you don't know what a grasshopper is, you got um, to try it out. 
This the reason why we did this is is from our uh, first time back at the lake video. I was inviting neighbor Deb over for happy hour, maybe some grasshoppers, and about fifty percent of the people knew what that was, and fifty didn't. So, um, yeah, you got to try it out. But now, is there a specific kind of glass that you need to drink a grasshopper out of? No, I, okay. I'll I'll usually put in like a low ball glass. Um, just because you're you're not gonna try and drink like a twenty ounces of this thing, it's yeah. you know maybe twelve ounces is probably pretty good. Right, right, okay, yeah. I'll give it a, I'll give it a seven out of ten. That's very gracious. Thank the, you. The concept or Tyler's version, um, the the taste plus Tyler's version. I'll give it a seven out of ten. Okay. I think if you nail the ice cream slash ice. Yeah, it, it takes. It'll think it'll take some experimenting for sure. I like, think that a grasshopper by itself is like an eight and a half to nine. Yep. I, I really like them. Um, I would say that Tyler's version compared to that eight and a half nine is about a four and a half. Oof! But you know that means you just got a lot more room for improvement, Tyler. That's true, Tyler. You essentially get a thirteen out of ten. If you combine you add them together, you, I'll take so, it. thirteen out of ten. Well, take that. Do I get to rank my own drink? Uh, sure. Let's with absolutely nothing to compare it to. I'm going to give it an eight because I had very low expectations because there's nothing I like in this drink, but it was still very good. There we go. I like that. Well, that is our live grasshopper review of Tyler's <laughs> grasshoppers. Um, we'll work on it, Tyler. We'll we'll get you in the right direction here. But uh, I'm glad that you guys have now at least had a grasshopper. I feel like you can't work here any longer if you don't. So uh, we'll have to see if Lakin has had one. We'll have to mix her up one if she hasn't. Um, I didn't know that when I started this business that that would be someday a requirement to work here. But I guess that's where we're headed. So um, I'm going to probably finish this. We're going to take a break and we're going to head into the next segment. Um, again, as we always say, we love to take the, uh, you know, we try to keep it light, keep it positive here. You bet your radio talking about all of our least favorite things. (laughs) And so, uh, we got the top three worst summer activities. Um, after the break, I'm very interested to see how this goes because activities is a very broad, uh, subject. Yep. And uh, so I guess we'll just have to see what we all came up with. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pound this and uh, keep on rolling. All right, guys, top three worst summer activities. Now I took activities, um, and I mixed it up a little bit. It wasn't necessarily like activities, like sporting activities, all the way through. It was kind of just things that you do in the summer, um, but. Ryan, let me hear your, your, uh, well, before we dive into it, the, the, the summer activities, this is all stuff that you can't do in the winter. Let's keep that in mind. Right. Oh, that kind of throws a curveball on things. Okay. Well, okay, one what, of them anyway. What if it's something that happens more often in the summer? Okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I, I think okay. that's fine. Um, but yeah, let's just dive into it. Ryan, what's your third least favorite? Okay, Miles, I think you might be able to relate to this one. My third least favorite. Sorry if you took one of mine, Ryan. <laughs> I actually don't think I did this time. Mine are, mine are pretty catered towards me and my personality. Third least favorite summer activity has got to be playing cards. Really? Now, I say that because it's a least favorite summer activity because I do enjoy playing cards in the winter mm-hmm. in the ice house at the cabin All right, that makes be. sense but there's just so many better things to do in the summer than uh than playing cards well, it's gotta you. be in it gotta be indoors too and you don't want to be inside during the summer well yeah. I mean if you got a picnic table outside sitting by the lake even then I'd rather be playing bags I'd rather be playing some beers what meat. about if it's a rainy day at the lake I still don't like to play cards what do you do then uh, I'd rather just sit around and do nothing than play cards. Hmm. Drink, uh, drink. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, see, we're big. Uh, we're big garage people. We'll put the picnic table in the garage with the garage door open, rain or rain or shine, and maybe just get like a dart, dartboard in there or something. You dartboard, know? whatever, whatever you need. Um, but yeah, I'm just 
when it comes to playing cards in the summertime, it just it's just not appealing to me. I feel that. Okay. Yeah, I I like playing cards, but I don't like playing cards all the time. Mm-hmm. I I definitely uh, would much rather um, do other activities than play cards. Now, if the card game is to facilitate your intoxication levels, <laughs> correct. I'm all for playing cards, um, but I definitely uh, am not like I got to play cards every weekend. You know, like on the on the last dance when he's like always playing cards on the plane and stuff. I'm yeah. not. I don't. I yeah. wouldn't be that crazy about yeah. doing that. Um, mostly because I am a competitive person, and I hate sometimes doing things that could like make me mad and then it ruins my like having a good time drinking with my buddies you know mm-hmm. like uh, so back to that point and there's always someone when you're playing cards as well that you hate losing to more than anyone mm-hmm. where you could lose like if i lost to tyler i think i'd be like eh whatever if i lose to ryan i'm be a little <laughs> bit more mad you know yeah. so yeah. i think that also matters a little bit too Tyler's a big card guy. I love cards. There was a point where uh, we had just finished up packing some merch, whatever. We we're hanging around, <laughs> and everyone's sitting at the table playing cards, and Miles and I are just somewhere else. Like, yeah, I don't want to be a part yeah, of that. I, li- I like it sometimes, but yeah. just, I don't yeah. know. I like like card games where you actually have to think, though. So we were play- I don't. We were playing BS, and that's just, oh, you have to decide if someone's lying. There's yeah. no skill involved. But come wintertime, Tyler. I do like to play cards. All right. Well, we'll play. We'll get the fish house. Yep. There you go. Yep. yep. So um, my, <laughs> you guys are like, what? Where did this come from? I don't necessarily do this a bunch now. It's more so my past self and my future <laughs> self here. Yeah. Think back to, to high school, maybe even middle school growing up. Nothing was worse in the summer than having to spend your whole day at a track meet. <laughs> I put my parents through a lot of those. Because yeah. <laughs> literally the, um, the amount of like the track meet maybe lasts eight hours, right? And yep. of those eight hours, you are competing for a total of 10 to 15 minutes. Well, at the most, if you have a long distance runner, 15 minutes right. for one race. Right. Yeah. So it's like... And okay, if you're one of those crazy superstar, really fast, and you're in every single race, whatever. We're not talking about those people. Mm-hmm. But even just going and watching a track meet, that's got to be up there with one of the worst activities ever. And it's always a million degrees. Yep. There's never any shade. No shade. It's always hot and humid. And mm-hmm. you just you just have to sit in the bleachers all day and long. Roast. What's a track meet in the summer? Oh, yeah, May, May, okay. ish, you know, Even whatever. High school track meets like school year will end, but track season still going. State or yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah, I was more of like a the Hershey's uh, Hershey's track track and field competition. I was more of like the softball throw guy. You ever do the softball throw? That was one of the competitions in like the Hershey's track meet was how far you could throw a softball. I don't know what the Hershey's Me track either. meet is, but interesting. Okay. Well, I feel like is it some, like an easier track meet or yeah, like it's a like a less it's, serious. It's track a meet? it's like a nationwide uh, track competition to where if you like you win the state, and then you go to regionals and you win the regionals. It's it's independent. Oh, uh, so it's like, not a team. It's not a team sport. Is it like punt, pass, catch, or whatever yes. that thing yep. is? Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Very similar. Um, I don't know. That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just track meets in general. I would agree with you. Yes. So, but so softball what, throw is fun. So where I'm going with this is, I hope to God. I don't have any children someday <laughs> that want to be in track. Oh, or I thought you were going to stop there. <laughs> that, or that are really fast. Hey, well, bro. I don't know. Jeans that I got, not necessarily going to equal <laughs> track jeans, so that's probably good. But, uh, yeah, I, I just uh, – future Miles is just thinking about, like, uh, if I got a kid that wants to be a track star and I got to go sit at meets all day long. That's uh, going to be oh, tough. You also have to talk to the other track parents. Oh, yeah. So you would rather sit at a baseball game in the summer than a track meet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stick them in baseball then. Yeah, I have to get them in baseball instead of track. Maybe uh, only uh, let them run 90 feet at a time. Yep. I like that. Um, But, yeah, that's just tough. And there's always, like, 
Yeah, I mean, like, what do you talk about at a track meet for eight hours as a parent? It's Nothing. like, well, and here's what the I'm going to try to do for sure is I'm going to be like, all right, text me when you're going to go and then I'll show up because <laughs> yeah. I'm not sitting there all day long. So, yeah, the, you go to a track meet and uh, unlike other other sports, there's there's probably like one or two standout kids at this track meet where, you know, parents get to talking like, oh, man, you got to watch this kid run the hundred. But you watch him for. 11 and a half, 12 seconds. And then that uh, exhilaration is kind of over of watching this super fast guy where yeah, it's like, no, I got to wait two more hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like a baseball game, that stud baseball player or pitcher is going to have seven innings on the mound or four at bats where you get to watch him. And it keeps you a little bit more engaged. Whereas, you know, track is just, uh, wait, wait, 12, wait, 11, 12, 13 seconds. Excitement. And he's done. And yeah, done. Yeah. Yep. So that's my number three, Tyler, you got Not a bad one miles. I, it sucks. Going to track meets blow. <laughs> yes. Uh, mine is wedding ceremonies. Hate them. Oh, that's why Wait. you weren't invited to mine, yeah. Tyler. No, I didn't know you. I, I will sit through them for the people that are getting married because I know that it's important to them. Now, what I will have to say, though, Tyler, is if it's an outdoor wedding, it's usually not li- like if you're Catholic, it's a full hour mm-hmm. in a church, right? But if it's a, it's only like a 20 minute ordeal, which I don't think is as bad. Right. It, I think that's kind of the trend lately. People have been having shorter and shorter ceremonies, yep. which I love because I love the rest of weddings. The way I look at it is it's like the, the calm before you can really drink and have a good time. Yeah. Right. Or if you're just like Ryan, you just let everyone be a booze hound and just drink at a ceremony. So that's yeah, a good move. I would have enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, outdoor wedding. Uh, grab a couple beers, take your seat, and I don't know. It's, it, that's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, and that's why it's my number three. Like I don't. I but don't I, I get it. it. Yeah. I yeah, it's like it's hot out. You're mm-hmm. wearing. You're probably wearing something nice. Right. So it's like yeah. You're like let's just get the sun going down a little bit here, cool off, mm-hmm. and have a good time for sure. Ryan, what's your number two? My number two least favorite summer activity has got to be landscaping. And when I say landscaping, that that covers, um, you know, I got mulch in my yard. All you guys have been giving me shit about mulch in my front yard and whatever. <laughs> Putting mulch down, trimming hedges. Uh, love mowing the grass, though. Don't get me wrong. Love mowing the grass. But when it comes to the landscaping type of stuff, uh, I'll pass. So... We're going to talk about this again here because my number one ties into this. Yep. So we'll come, we'll shelf that and we'll come back to yep. it, Ryan. Miles, number two. My number two, uh, I've been very vocal on this podcast, I believe, about how much I hate hiking. Okay. <laughs> and so hiking is, it was almost my number one, um, but I figured that was a little too cliche, but hiking can literally shove it. I, it's, hey, Going for a walk, fine. I'll go for a walk. But now we're going to go for a walk at an incline <laughs> the whole time. Yep. Oh, okay. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, and you got to carry a backpack with a bunch of water in it because if you get stranded up, uh, it's just, it's the worst. Yep. Get it's hot out. Eaten by mosquitoes. Mosquitoes at an incline. If you're If you got American thighs like I got, you start chafing a little bit. Then you, yeah, it's just a nightmare. Well, and then let's let, let's talk about the rest of your day. You're, you're on a commission. Yeah, you're shot the rest of the day. So hiking, I feel like I think we be, talked about this on the podcast vac- when vacation. I was gone. Yep. Uh, when I was on vacation, uh, I did listen to that whole podcast and uh, Miles despises hiking. Throwback to the suit. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Tyler's first air. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Tyler. You gotta get the suit on now. Nah, I'm not on. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hiking just is the worst. It's just let's just go for a. Fl- That's why I like living in the Midwest. A lot more flat ground. If you're gonna go for a walk, you don't gotta go up any hills. You're good to go. Yeah. How about we just take a walk like to the bar? Yeah. That sounds like a good. There idea. and back. Hike to the bar. Hike. Well, hike to the bar. Yeah. There's you know, your hike for the day. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. R- all right, Tyler. What's your number two? Uh, tubing behind the boat. I love water sports. I hate tubing. It's, it's even just, when you were a kid. Yeah, I, I never liked it. That. Oh, I loved tubing as a kid, especially going double when you can jump on your buddies. We not, used to go three. Yeah. Not to brag, Ryan. <laughs> were you, uh, what's your favorite? What's my your dad favorite actually middle or outside? Uh, outside's way better than the middle. Yeah. 
my dad, you like kept having to upgrade the mower, um, uh, the motor on our boat because we kept like, you know, you start when you're like eight or whatever, then like into like middle school and early high school, you still like to go tubing, but you grow as a human. So you weigh a lot more. So mm-hmm. the bulk doesn't go as fast. So you kept having to upgrade the mower, a motor. So, um, it's just, it's a four arm workout. That's going to end in me falling in the water. We used to do it for hours. Same. Just, yeah. Same. It's never got me. The best is like, you'd always get the one guy that would like put his tube on top of the other tube. Yep. And then like the people underneath would be like so mad about it. But it's like, <laughs> this is just part of it. Like you just get over it. Yep. Oh, and the best, like uh, for me as a tuber, I was always like the universal sign for speed up, getting that thumb up, like, come on, baby, whip me around here. Um, I was trying to go fast because I was trying to get some air. Yeah, I think that, Ryan, uh, no dig at you and whoever was pulling you, but I think that if you got a good someone good driving the boat, you, you should never have to direct them. They'll just know what to do. He'll get you the appropriate amount of speed for the appropriate height of waves to maximize the air. So. <laughs> okay. So maybe uh, whoever's pulling you maybe needs to take a look in the mirror and. My tubing career is over, though. And I think that actually the the guy pulling the tube that has got the mentality of I'm going to try and go as fast as possible and whip as hard as possible. It It's wrong because you uh, you make it so people don't want a tube. Yep. But if you just tow that line and send people off humongous waves and they go flying off the tube. They like enjoy it, but they're also still dying at the same time. Right. And I think that if you're pulling someone tubing, the goal is to make them almost die. I know that I'll counter that with uh, it's it sucks pulling tubers because you're just sitting there, especially if you're by yourself, cranking your neck, cranking your neck. And there's really no enjoyment besides seeing people just get. Well, so that's where we go back to my dad, like pulling us because, you know. As, as a dad, your kids do a lot of things that piss you off. <laughs> and then there's also a, a very little amount of retaliation as a dad that you can do. Mm-hmm. That was his way. I'm sure that he, before he'd go, he'd sit in that chair and just think about all the times that we pissed him off. And then he'd just rip and roar. Yep. So. Okay. I've, yep. I know where you're at, though. I, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yep. Ryan, what's I always up? got other things that. Uh, increased forearm size. Uh, <laughs> Just my one. first least favorite activity in the summer. This is more so as I was a kid. Uh, I haven't done this for a while, hence the uh, the least favorite. Pulling the car in the driveway and hand washing that baby with the hose. Yeah, I never had to do that. Oh, this was a this was a bi weekly bi weekly activity as a kid. Um, I just never washed my car as a kid. I had like well, this beat I, up old truck and it just yeah. was like, yeah, here's just go get one, one a summer and one, one in the spring and you're good to go. Uh, no, it was more so my parents' cars. Oh, you had to wash your parents' cars. Yep. Hey, yeah, uh, you know, you've been sitting inside too long today. I'm going to pull the car out and get, you know, get some, get some sun, wash that baby down. And man, did I ever despise that? Yeah, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Let's just go to the car wash, and it could have been like a, it could have been a uh, hot like a how to save money technique of like. So my just question is, if you are washing your own car, are you getting it cleaner in reality no, than the no car way. wash? No. So you're saving eight dollars or whatever to get the like bottom package. That's probably going to do just as good a job as Ryan on the hand wash. <laughs> well, and you miss out on all the. Did you have to like use the protecting seal and no. stuff? No, you're just soap, soap and water. And water. Uh, yeah. Soap with the brush and then uh, the hose. Yep. So, I uh, yeah, you won't catch me washing my own car ever. It's one nope. of those things that like, you know, you overpay for toilet paper because it's worth it. You, there's other stuff like that. I think that just not having to wash your own car is worth the extra money. Now, there's some people who are like, I like doing the, like, just probably similar to yard work, mowing your lawn. They probably view yeah. it as something like that. Or the people who are really intense about their vehicles. I get it. But for me, 
not I'm mm-hmm. not trying to do that. So yeah. I, I support your number one. I and it, it could have been a scenario too where I just you know my parents are pissed off at me for doing something and it, that was punishment because they knew I didn't like it. Yeah, so. you're in the house just annoying your mom. Yep. I want a snack. <laughs> you yeah. have a snack later. Let's I go wash the car. Snack. Uh, yeah. So least favorite washing the car in the driveway. Miles. My number one ties into your number two, Ryan. Yep. You said landscaping. I want a little bit more specific in um, picking weeds. Oh, God. Mm. The landscaping is like kind of kind of okay because it's like, you know, you're doing something that is going to look nice. Okay. And you're, you're accomplishing something, right? Weeds will always come. They'll, yep. they'll always be there. Once you're done with a landscaping project, you're done with landscaping project for an extended period of time, right? Correct, yep. Picking weeds is just the it worst. It never ends. It feels like by the time you're done, you look back where you started and there's already more weeds growing. Or the classic, yeah. you try and like pull the root out of it, you know, mm-hmm. and you just off. yank the top off. Yep. yep. So then you just do the patent and just put the like rocks or whatever over top <laughs> of it. Yeah. That was like that of my childhood. That was one. That was like my least favorite thing when my parents would make me and my brothers go out and pick weeds. Like I hated it. Yeah, and it'd be the classic. We'll get out there early so it doesn't get so hot, <laughs> but it takes so long. It's midday and you're just sweating. And then oh, the be- <laughs> the best would be be like you try and hurry up and do it because you want to go do something else. And then you get done, and then your parents come out and you're like, nope, you didn't do a good enough job. Go back <laughs> around again. It's like holy crap. Yeah, and no matter how much plastic you put uh, below the rock, yeah. the weeds are still it, coming up, man. Yeah, if you put a lot, maybe it'll take a year or two, but eventually it's going to pop through there. Yep, agreed. Did you have uh, landscaping around your house where there was other plants so you couldn't just spray the weeds with Roundup or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we had like a hedge area. We had other plants and stuff. Um, we would spray some of that stuff around the edge, but once it's dead, you still got to go pick it out of there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was that was for whatever reason, it seemed like it was just constant, never ending. Yep, Tyler, that'll be on our to do list. Uh but once Miles moves into a house, he'll be like, Hey boys, <laughs> we're gonna take the day off today. <laughs> well, kinda take weeds. the day off today. I'm gonna need you guys to come over and pick the weeds. Yeah, well I'll just probably film you doing it. Yeah, yeah we'll make it into a video. There we go. There we go. Uh the cost of doing business is what I like to call that, Tyler. All right. I'm, I, you know, the landscaping thing that you're talking about, I get it. It's hard labor and all that, but at least like picking weeds is so mindless and so monotonous and boring and frustrating when you can't get it out of the ground. Well, and it hurts your back. Yeah. Hurts your back. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a nightmare. So well, the classic, uh, my fingers hurt. Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Yep. <laughs> still holds true to this day. Great yeah. movie. Even Adam when Sandler. you're wearing gloves, you still get those prickly ones that go, that yep. get you. Nightmare. Yep. Nightmare zone with the picking weeds. Yep. Good number one miles. I like it. Uh, I never had, grew up on a farm, but picking imagine rock. like picking rocks would be just as bad or worse. It's, it's way not worse. fun. It's got to be way worse. My dad used to do it. He would drive the bobcat behind us, <laughs> and we would turn around and just throw the rocks into the bucket, which was nice. We didn't have to haul them off the field. Yep. But he got, he was the pace man. Yeah. The bucket was the pace car. So if you weren't moving fast enough, that thing was on your heels. And he's sitting there in the AC. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Listen to the radio. Uh-huh. Well, well, Tyler, when you get to be my age, you can sit in the yep. bobcat with the, that's, that's When you have sad. a farm someday, Tyler, then you can do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I get it, Tyler. I'm just gonna buy a rock picker. It's like they make a machine for it. I'm gonna buy one of those bad boys. Yeah, see, here's the thing about like how technology has advanced. Our kids are not gonna experience nearly as much as we did when we were kids. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You realize that every single generation since the beginning of time has said that exact phrase. I get that. And now we're becoming them. We're literally Uh we would get mad when they would say that to us, and now we're saying it to them. It's a circle of life, Ryan. Yep. Full circle. Full, all full circle. Okay, Tyler, what's your, what's your last one? Number one here. Fishing with diehards. The way I, and it's only for winter because the reasons I hate it are open water fishing. You got the dude 
who cast three times. No, that's not, that lure's not working. I have to switch it. Or we sat in this spot for five minutes and didn't catch anything. Let's move across the lake. Or you got the guy who's always too serious about your technique. And I'm just there to drink beer, be on the water and enjoy the sun. If we catch some fish, great. But the person with you, if their attitude is way too serious, ruins the whole day and I don't want to be out there. And I, and I think that that is just a standard across many activities. Yeah. You get the person that's a little bit too serious about anything and it's like, but holy I, crap, let's just relax. Here. I love fishing. So when you ruin something that I love by being too serious about it, then I think it's a little extra salt in the wound. So what do you love about fishing then? The drinking, drinking, being, being in the on the sun, water. And being I on like the water. catching fish, but it's not a deal breaker for me to have a good time. So why don't you just take the boat out and not fish and do all those I other like things? Because he likes fish, the fish. But it's not a deal breaker if I don't catch any. Okay. So it's like because I was gonna say if you want to catch fish, sometimes you got it. You got it. Right. But the people that are too serious are always moving or always changing lures or always switching up bait. Right. It's it's the classic. You know, you have your craft beer snob. There's people who drink craft beer and enjoy it, and you can have a good time with them. Mm -hmm. But then there's the ones that are just so intense and so snobby about it that it just is too much. Yeah. Well, let's find a medium balance there. So, Ryan, are you I think Ryan might, yeah, I think Ryan might be a, a fishing hardo. Yeah, I mean, I will. I'm going to be changing jig colors, and I'm going to be like, yeah. it's all on the technique, and uh, while still drinking and having a good time. Right. And so I think that you just it. solidified that you'll never have to go fishing with Tyler. Yep. Ever. Yep. Yeah. Well, if we do go fishing, I'm going to guide. So you have to, you have to go where I want. Oh. Well, I don't want you to guide if you're not a hardo, though. Well, then we just aren't going to fish together, Ryan. See, in the winter, there's no, you can switch the lures, but there's no changing locations unless you're moving your portable. Correct. Which I'm more. Which we actually did on our podcast when we went did on you fishing. Get, did you guys move the portable halfway through? Yep, yeah, yeah. We moved her in. And shallow, <laughs> I th I, now water. that I think about it, he is a hardo. He's he a is. snob. But I still like to have a good time. Don't we get did me catch wrong. more fish. We did. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm not opposed to it, but if it's it gets to an extreme, then I'm just. I'm done. So you're not really about like going, like driving three, four, five hours to go to a specific lake where you know, like, all right, they're they're biting it. The bite's hot on this lake. I, I'm fine with that, but when we get there, we don't. I don't want to move all day long. Let's just let's just fish. And well, why enjoy are you ourselves. there then? Because <laughs> the fish are biting. There's a better chance on that lake than the one two minutes from my house. Yeah, the fish are biting, and you're not catching anything though. Obviously, something's wrong. But Ryan, I feel like you would want to move every 15 minutes we don't catch a fish. 100%. Yeah. yeah that's too, For that's me, too often. For me, there are very few things in life that I am immensely intense about. And that's obviously this business. And that's pretty much it. So I'm, I'm with Tyler. But I can see how you can be intense about something like that. Because if that was my business, I would be all for that. Yeah, so, that's your passion. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, I, I understand that. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like you guys are going to maybe get into a chest bumping match here after the break. We just need to go fishing together. I don't want to go fishing. You might have to come fishing. All just, right. Just leave me at the dock with the case of beer and I'll bobber fish off the end. All right. And you, I, yeah, me too. I'll just be there. <laughs> I don't even need a, I don't even need a, a rod. I'll just be drinking. There okay. we go. Perfect. Okay, so that's our top three worst summer activities. If you have some of your own, tweet us, message us. If you're watching on Facebook, throw it in the comments. The top three worst summer activities. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about our stream that goes down today at 7 p.m. Central Time. We are going to stream Ryan and I playing NASCAR on our Twitch channel for the first time in, well, I used to do it by myself back in the day a couple of years ago. We're back. We're going to do it. We got the whole setup ready to go. We've done a few test runs. The test runs were wild. Electric. <laughs> we, you know, it's going to be a fancy little setup we got, so don't be intimidated by how how uh, uh, fancy it is. We're going to have uh, post-race interviews, maybe mid-race interviews. Um, maybe we'll even throw a few wrinkles in here and there. But what I'm most excited about is we haven't done a ton of live content 
you know, I've gone live face to camera, just talking to people, talking about different stuff. But this is going to be truly our first time all together uh, doing a piece of content. And what I love about this, Ryan, is that with the there's been a lot of shit talking (laughs) uh, in the first we did two test streams reality a lot of shit talking in those and so i think even going into the first race there's always gonna there's already gonna be some like tension between ryan and i of who's gonna win i i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm a little nervous like in terms of like excited to like I got to get a W on this first stream. <laughs> if I don't get the W, I'm going to be so pissed because in both of our uh, test streams that we did, I came out on top and it was always in like last second fashion. And one of them, Ryan led for almost every lap until the last lap. Yep. <laughs> and then I passed the, the son of a gun and uh, took the checkered flag, baby. It's all about the checkered flag. Um, but yeah, I, I think our production value is going to be there. Uh, we've we've sunk a lot of resources into this, <laughs> um, so so we would really really appreciate if you guys stopped by the stream and said what's up or watched us for a little bit. Um, so this comes out on Wednesday six ten, the tenth of June. On the tenth of June. Um, at 7 p.m. So later uh, later in the day, we'll go live on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash O-U-Betcha, O-H-H, U-Betcha. We're going to put a link on our you know Instagram stories, our Facebook stories to go watch. Um, I think it'll be fun. It, obviously, we'll still be working out some kinks, um, but, you know, we're going to we're going to do it up big. We'll probably do two or three races between Ryan and I. Um, see how it goes. I think what we should do, guys, and let me know what you think about this, is like almost make it like a, a season long here. Like we're going to, between now and um, the end of whatever, we're going to do X amount of races and kind of do it like uh, a, a cup series. Cup series. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully we can get Tyler in on it as well and, and kind of make it more than just Ryan and I. But to start, it's going to be the old you betcha guy versus the teacher T-shirt guy. And uh, right. Okay. Okay. So, Tyler, I want you to treat this like a, it's, a, you know, you're playing the Super Bowl on, on Sunday. Okay. You have media day, mm-hmm. you know, before that. Let's treat this like our media day. What I'd like you to ask a few questions to Ryan and I about the upcoming race. All right. Well, question for both of you just off the bat. Um, did you ever think you'd find yourself in a situation like this? The stakes are higher than ever. Okay, I'll let you go, Ryan. Uh, did I ever see myself playing NASCAR Heat 4 <laughs> on Twitch? No, Tyler, I didn't. Well, the uh, Super Bowl of NASCAR. But, the but then Bowl. what happened, Ryan, is we went to one NASCAR race. <laughs> changed a man. It, it changed us for the better. Uh, NASCAR Heat 4 got thrown on the TV almost immediately after. And, uh, you know, Tyler, first race, race of the season, I'm coming into it. Um, I'm coming into it as the underdog. Obviously, we had our, our two... We had our two test streams, which I consider, well, you know... so here's my question, though, Ryan... Are you really the underdog if you've led most of the races that we've done for most of the time and then just choked at the end? Um, yes, underdog mentality, baby. I'm com- whether I am or not, I'm I'm a I'm a plus 110 underdog right now. Uh very close to even, but it's hard to get those two test runs out of my mind because they were electric and if I had a heart rate monitor on, you would see that that baby was oh almost God. about to pump out of my chest <laughs> on that one stream do you remember going in the last lap i'm like i my chest is literally exploding <laughs> so if you guys if you guys are looking for some good entertainment uh between miles and i obviously if any of you saw the uh the 18 hole competition we had on the golf course a few weeks ago um things got pretty heated with some shit talking going on but it was some electric entertainment and uh i'm here to compete tyler i'm here to compete from day one all right so i want you both to answer this what is it going to take to beat the other person? 
Um, for well, let me just speak to to the you betcha guy camp over here. Um, you know, Ryan talks about the underdog mentality, all that stuff. That's fine. That's cute. Um, sure, go ahead. Try and paint yourself as the underdog here. Um, but in our camp, it's it's in our on our team. It's we're all about closing. It's all about closing, Tyler. Um, I would like to say that of NASCAR Heat Four, I think that my I, people just in general call me the closer. So it doesn't matter what position I'm running, fifty um, percent of the race, seventy five, eighty, ninety, ninety five percent of the race. It's all about that checkered flag, baby. And so, um, I'll let Ryan lead every single lap of the entire race, and I'll pass him on the last turn and take the victory and I'll go home as a happy clam. And so I I think it's going to, for us, it's all about keeping the eye on the prize and closing it out the right way and not worrying about all the, you know, I let led so many laps and this and that, and it's just not about that. And so, um, yeah, I look forward to, uh, letting our team, uh, run the number four Bush light car and, uh, I think we got a really good car this week. We um, we ran it well, and, and uh, you know we didn't qualify as good as we wanted to. But I think that our car's built for the race and not to qualify this week. And so, um, yeah, I'm gonna have my eyes on. Uh, I, I'm probably gonna see Ryan's taillights for a majority of the race, but uh, that just means that I know where he is and I know how to pass him. And so, uh, yeah. Ryan, same question to you. What's going to get you over the preseason slump you've been in? <laughs> preseason slump. Well, Tyler, uh, for starters, too, I uh, I would like to officially announce I will be running uh, the, the double aces Denny Hamlin FedEx car uh, for stream number one. Um, obviously, you know, big in the shipping department, shipping T-shirts <laughs> out. I feel like it's only, it's only fitting... That me and Denny team up. Too bad there's not a USPS <laughs> car. I know, we need a USPS <laughs> car. Um, I feel like it's only fitting that we team up uh, for race number one and and going forward also because Denny Hamlin uh, to me has that bulldog mentality, that bully mentality, and um, that's that's how I work my way to the front so quick. The team's got to focus on getting in front and staying in front. And if we can do that, if we can keep the heart rate down during the stream, if we can focus in, uh, I don't think we're going to have a problem coming out with that checker flag. So are you saying you're using your energy a little too early? Correct. You're, you're pulling the trigger a little early. That's correct. So pace- I think that's Ryan's story of Ryan's life is <laughs> whether it's a late evening on Saturday <laughs> pulling and accidentally pulling the trigger a little too early. I think that that's just kind of Ryan's M.O. <laughs> uh, no further questions <laughs> so uh, what, what what you'll already notice is that we obviously crank it up a little bit for this competition here um ryan and i you know we're uh we're great buddies we're great co-workers but i don't know the guy once i put on that uh, helmet and strap in the gloves and get my hands on the steering wheel it's I view him as public enemy number one, and, and that's the way that I'm going to approach this race. race. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm going to get a good night of sleep tonight and uh, wake up tomorrow and uh, get that checkered flag, baby. No final rebuttal? Uh, nope. I've said what I needed to say, Tyler. Underdog mentality. Let's let the race and do the talking. Correct. All right, well, should, should we give people a little sneak peek of what's to come? Yes. So we did a few test um, we did a few test streams. We recorded them luckily. And so Tyler's going to plug in some of those clips right now. Uh, so you can get a preview of what you possibly will see on the live stream again, 7 PM, June 10th, twitch.tv slash O H H you betcha. You got to stop by, say what's up, give us a follow. Um, get in the chat a little bit and, uh, and, and I think it'd be a great time. So, so Tyler, roll the footage. <laughs> See you, Ryan. See you, Ryan. My heart is beating so fast right now. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, baby. 
It's all about the checkered flag, baby! <laughs> Run it, Tyler! Woo! Did you see how dialed in I was? Holy crap, was, I need a moment. It was the quietest I've seen you ever. <laughs> Ryan, are you hurting right now? So, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> I, have, I look fine. I have yet to win. I have nothing to lose. You had so much opportunity to pass me. Last lap, baby. Oh my god, my heart's coming through my chest. Get the f out of my way. Get out of my way. It all comes down this turn. Don't take it wide, Miles. You're going to the wall. You're gonna. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's all about the checkered flag, baby. It's all about the checkered flag. Play. We are the champions, please. We are the champions is my request. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that electric finish uh, from test stream, the the first couple test streams. I know it's going to be the same on on, uh, on race number one. So again, go check out the Twitch the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash ohubetcha. Um, I feel like, you know, tempers might start flaring, rubber's going to be burning, and uh, overall we're going to have a good time with it, uh, trying to provide you guys with some good entertainment. So... Thanks again for listening into episode 70. Before we go, we just like to thank Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland handcrafts, hand paints, all of our wood pine signs on the website at oubetchy.com. You can get yourself um, one of three colors, the Nectar of the Gods sign that go great in any man cave, any kitchen, any garage, basically anywhere you're going to be enjoying a nice cold bouche latte. So thank you, Gina's Designs of the Heartland. You can go uh, check them out on our website, oubetchy.com or on Gina's website at etsy.com slash shop slash G-D-O-T heartland. Miles, Tyler, I am Ryan the T-shirt guy. And I am Miles, you bitchy guy. May your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes forever be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Oh my God, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah.